The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, most importantly, thank you for being an intentional spirit. As we know and as we say all the time, the presence of spirit in our creator is with us in everything that we live, move, and have our being with. The idea is that when we have intention, our lives have more of a plan or a sense of direction or a greater sense of awareness. One of the individuals that I'm talking with today is James Martinez. He has created the insight and created a book called Once Upon a a Transcendent Realm. Once Upon a Transcendent Realm. James, welcome to our show today and thank you for being with us. Absolutely. Thank you, Temple. Thank you very much for having me here. God bless you and your show and and everybody listening out there right now. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Well, we have an amazing uh, group of people listening to us all over the world, and it's so exciting, you know, to be part of a world that's changing. I always say I want to reach a changing world by reaching people whose world isn't changing, and it's people like you that can get through to that that awareness. Um, Tell our audience... uh, Something about your life. Um, have you always been like I'm interested in in the spiritual life? Um, give us some background on you, James. Sure. Um, you know, it's a little different than I think uh, what you might be expecting. Uh, you know, I have an engineering background, a computer science background. It's very analytical. Um, but I had an awakening a little more than a decade ago, and as my spirit was awakened, um, you know, I had this sense of, of wonder about everything we all do when we awaken. And as my motivation to discover what these things were uh, started to become fulfilled, I started to find truth after truth of spiritual truth. And they started to compound on top of one another. And they would ultimately lead towards, you know, uh, an enlightenment, a spiritual enlightenment, which uh, most people are seeking but in addition to that, there was some, so much more after that enlightening that uh, led to ultimately divine, supernatural divine experiences. And you know, I got a chance to, to, to rise above and to make it to heaven and meet with the Creator and, and, and God our Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and you know, been uh, turned into this different person along the way. And it was like a, a learning a classroom, you know, discovering different types of of things that are, are, you know, in contrast to the way that I was. And it was the renewing of the mind, you know, the, the quickening, the enlightening. And when all this dust settled, so to speak, I turned out to be this new person who God had created and sent me in this new direction. And that brings us to where we're at now with the deliverance of this book. He, he asked me to, to write for him. Uh, actually, God, our Father, and Jesus both, they asked me to write for them. And they gave me the first line of the book and the last line of the book and said we'd be having these experiences together and that I was to be the person to get out here and write about them. So that's what, the, that's what my coming to this show is, is about, in part. Uh, it's mostly uh, about the deliverance of the Word of God 
the messages that he's so graciously allowed for me to be a part of. And I thank him every day with my life. So thank you. Thank you for oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I want to um, still paint an image because I know there are many people in our audiences that they are, you know, part of a career or many of them working a job they don't necessarily like or or they do, you know, or they yeah. are participating in life on many different levels. So to bring it into a, a practical day-to-day, when you were an engineer, um, were, mm-hmm. did you have a family? Um, were you... Um, a father? Were you in a family? Um, what What other elements of your life were there then? Sure, I uh, I was a father. Uh, you know, I still am a father, but uh, in different sense now. Um, you know, my day to day understandings of God were He wasn't so much a part of my life the way okay. He is now. Um, okay. I, I even know a lot of people that live the same way that they have a relationship with their you know, the faith or their belief or their understanding of God and or religion even, and they have it at a distance. So, and that's the way my relationship was. It was over there, I believe, but I didn't have it close to me. And while I was going through that, I, I made a lot of poor choices because of that. A lot of people that were around me suffered the consequences of the things that I was doing. It, it was mostly based off my selfish wants and needs and desires. But along the way, what God taught me was that it was really about him And it was really about being more of a selfless person. And as I had to be able to learn to do that, I had to leave my old self behind and my old ways. And I was literally called to to a different way. And, and, you know, I ended up getting divorced and, uh, you know, went in a different direction. I I talked to God. He said, give give up your business. Go and, and do these things for me. So I literally had to drop everything that I had to go in this new way. Now, it's not like that for everybody, but what I can tell uh, what I would share, rather, is that God asks a relationship with all of us. You know, he asks for us to, to nurture that friendship, you know, build that relationship, and don't just keep it off at a distance. And because of that, you can, you know, have any job that you choose, so long as you put that kind of thing into your heart, and you move faithfully with him towards that. You know, things like that will start to transpire within your life. But, you know, that's where I was back then. As I started leaving my old, my old ways, I was still trying to process and learn these new spiritual insights that were teaching me how to stand upright, if you will, in the world. I didn't know how to do that yet. Mm-hmm. That's what God so, me. so you went from an impersonal kind of concept of what may or may not may or may not have been true about God to creating a, a believability and a faith that said, "Wow, the more personal I become with this relationship." the more my reality can shift because of the connection that I'm making. Is absolutely that right. Okay. Absolutely right, because exactly there, I think yeah. that fundamentally across our nation and across our world today, that that is one of the disconnects uh, with humanity is that uh, we, we hold uh, a, con- a concept of God versus the experience of God. And they're very, very different. You know, often people will say, well, you know, I don't, I don't believe in God, but when I talk to them and I talk to them extensively, what I realize is it's not that they don't believe in God. It's that they don't believe in the God that a few people have spoken about because it doesn't seem practical nor rational nor the experience. You know, when when you have an experience of God, um, when you're, you know, at your darkest hour and, you know, the rainbow appears in the sky or um, you're you're praying for that one phone call to come through. And, it, you know, those are experiences of God in our humanity that uh, that offer us like, oh, wow, that, that we are connected. Oh, look, right. I am being heard. Um, you know, there is that. So you had a huge if I'm understanding you correctly, you had a huge fundamental shift of the difference between a concept than to become an experience of, which is very cool. You know, good for you. <laughs> what we want yeah, for everyone is know, that I, I kind remember of where I was back then, and it was phenomenal that when these things started to, to build on top of one another, I literally met with every hierarchical form of angel along the way before mm-hmm. I made to the heaven to these divine places. And as they were teaching me more about who I was and who I wasn't or who I was supposed to be and 
I, I was a little skeptical about all this. You know, I thought, wait a minute, is this real? Is this even possible? You know, how is this? How does this work? And, and so it was real, you know, standoffish for a while. But as they started telling me things that literally started to transpire, they started to, to give me those same kinds of moments you're talking about, like that validation of, wait, there's something here. Absolutely. And, you know, we, well, we James, so that, so that other people can go, you know, how, how did he do that? Um, when, so you were, you know, in a life and, 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 and living a life that a lot of people live. This is what you're supposed to do. This is who you're supposed to be. How did you have that pivotal moment? And, and when you speak about that, you're communicating with your, with guides and angels do you go somewhere on retreat? Is there some kind of action that you take in order that you access this information? How did you go from, I'm over here, you know, living with a concept of stuff that I may or may not be sure about, to I just open up and all of it downloads? What were your yeah. steps that happened for that that connection? Yeah, that's, that's really good. Um it took a while. You know, what we're talking about here is the condensed version. I'm giving you 10 years of oh, what know. happened in, in, a, in a couple of moments. Um, you know, if we go all the way back to where I was, you know, working in engineering and computers and doing those sorts of things, um, it took me about three years to get to the ability to, to start trusting in these angels. Because at the same time, we know that not all of the voices or, or spirits or guides or angels that are out there are all good. There, there's some out there that are misleading. There's some out there that test or try or try to you know, move us in certain ways. So I had to go through the good and the bad. You know, that's part of, of the experience of, of, of life. I think there's a balance. But as I was getting through those understandings, then I ended up learning about demons as well and, and struggled with the uh, inner demons and battling demons. And I think there's a lot of people out there in the world still facing those kinds of issues, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I started moving through those experiences, um, you talked about what it took to get there. Um, I found meditation. Uh, I, I never read a book about meditation. You know, I was very analytical. I was very worldly. And so I never was into, you know, like chakra or spiritual energy or, or you know, out-of-body experiences or anything like that. I just was so far away from that that as these experiences happened, they were so overwhelming that I was looking for peace and balance. So I started breathing naturally, meditating. And over time, over six months perhaps, I started being able to notice my body's energy. And as I found my chakra points, I I did a little research and I thought, well, there's some chakras out there. And I started being able to feel them. And then I found, uh, I'll never forget this moment, there was an angel actually in, in my presence at one moment, one night, and taught me about balance. And as they taught me about balance, it was literally within that moment that I reached enlightenment. And it had to do with my chakra energy points being in perfect alignment. You know, um, our, our thoughts and our emotions and, you know, the different types of things we express or feel or, or move about within the world, they are resonated through our chakra energy points. And they in turn, you know, go outwardly and they affect the world. And, you know, I can get into more about that later, about how we affect one another in the world and all that. But Within these moments, um, this angel literally reached inside of me and said, here, let me help you. I see this and slowed down my heart chakra. And as they slowed down my heart chakra, literally, it was like a, a safe being unlocked. It was like click, 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 click. And like the door opened and there was peace and a blue white light and literally enlightenment. And at that moment, I realized that it was all centered on balance, you know, an, an inner balance as well as an outer balance. And, and that's where, Finally, he was able to start making some more of these you know, great strides and connections. But that was about four years into, you know, night after night meditation in my room, you know, pulling myself away from, from friends and family and loved ones so that I could find out what this was. So it was a lot of sacrifice to get there, but. Oh, yeah. It's just. Um, but it's such a beautiful story. That's why I want to keep highlighting every step because oh. I know there are a lot of Janes out in the world right now. You know, and so how you went from over there to then integrating and being over where you are now, um, it, it just says a lot. It, it's a great story. It's a sacred story. It also, you know, implies that uh, because people sometimes will say to me, I don't have that much uh, experience with the Bible or I haven't really been that involved with church. 
and sometimes mm-hmm. I'll say, good for you, you know, because right. you're not, you don't have all this conditioning that you have to break right. through. Um, and right. that's what I see that you are a pure example of that, that, yeah, yeah you had an mm. awareness of a concept and yes, you had some upbringing around, you know, the idea of God or church or whatever, but you mm. weren't conditioned, you know, to all the things that, that couldn't be possible. You didn't live in a box about that, um, and right. have to break through those barriers. Did you well, then, um, mm-hmm. decide like to do a certain time of day? I know you said evening, but was it a particular mm-hmm. time every night consistently? Or did you just get the feeling, okay, it's time for me to go meditate now? Did you build awareness? Because a lot of times people will say, it's good to do things. I'm not saying that they're uh, it's accurate. It's just a, a different perspective is to go and meditate at the same time every day. Did you do that or did you just go when you could in the evening? Well, I, um, I did it every day, um, every night, um, sometimes during the day, sometimes for a couple of days, um, as, as much time as I could put into it to find it, uh, to find the answers, because that's really what we're searching for. We're searching for truth, searching uh-huh. for understanding. We're searching for knowledge and wisdom so that we can have that assurance of, of life and, and really grasp what it's about. But within my search... You know, you talked a little bit about that conditioning, you know, my past conditioning. And I was raised in a, um, a, not, not necessarily a church household, you know, or a faithful household. I mean, my, my, my parents believed, but what they didn't do was go to church every Sunday. And mm-hmm. when I did that young, uh, as I was younger, you know, I pulled away from it as I got older, but I still had these uh, fears you know, fear of if you don't do that, you're going to go to hell. Or if you don't do this, you're going to be destroyed. If you don't do that, God's not going to like you. And, you know, I had those kinds of understandings. And like a lot of people, they were misunderstandings of how we're supposed to be living. Because we're supposed to be living in love, not in fear. You know, and that's, that was one of the, the hardest things for me to get to because I was so fearful when I started. I remember mm-hmm. God, God literally being right next to me. And he says, look, we're going to do these great things together. There's the door. Literally, he was showing me the door four feet away. He was even in my room. And he says, there's the door. You're the one that has to walk through it. On the other side of that, it's heaven. And people are going to talk about you for a long time. You're going to have all these wonderful experiences. All you have to do is walk through it. Can you do it? And I said, no. And God's sitting right next to me. I said, no, I can't do this. <laughs> right. terrifying. But that's where I started from. But, you know, back to the time of meditation, you know, I did it every day, every night. Um, if you can find a set schedule, I would recommend it. Now I meditate every morning when I wake up for half an hour, an hour. If I can pull away for an hour during lunch, I go do it again during the day. If I do it at night, then I sit down for an hour. And I find now in my time of meditation, I have conversations with God all day. Instead mm-hmm. of looking for just peace and balance inside of me, I cultivated the nurtured this friendship and this relationship that I don't want it to ever go away. So I find the time to, to stay in that. And I think that's what it means by cease, uh, you know, prayer without ceasing. You, you stay yeah. in that relationship. Yeah, you're yeah. continuing to build that relationship. I'm speaking today, everyone, um, to James uh, Martinez, and he is the author of the book Once Upon a Transcendent Realm. And you can go to the website, just like I said, once upon a transcendent realm, and learn more about James and follow him and all the wonderful work that he's doing. I want to thank all of you that continue to bring your contributions to Unity Online Radio. We truly are a voice for an awakening world. We're able to have these kind of conversations just like this that play a part in awakening humanity Uh, to a greater ideal and a greater experience of God. I'm Temple Hayes, and we'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous love offerings of listeners like you. If you feel spiritually fed by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now.
If you are a Gen Xer, Boomer, Elder, or a younger person, and you want to know more about and be better prepared to navigate the world you are living in and the world that lies ahead, then Do Not Go Quietly is a wonderful book for you. If you know that when you turn away from what you love and are passionate about, you limit yourself from achieving the very thing you came to this earth to accomplish, living the life you were born to live, then this book will resonate with you. So, no matter how old or young you are, if you want to use the time you have remaining, whether years or decades, to sing the notes that only you can sing in the great song, pick up your copy of Do Not Go Quietly and start making an even more joyful noise in celebration of your life. Do Not Go Quietly, an award-winning, inspiring Hay House book. Available at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and your favorite bookstore. You've seen reality TV. Well, now get ready for reality radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says we must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio, Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. And wow, what a rich conversation we're having today with James uh, Martinez. You can actually go to his website as well. Um, it's it's James um, uh, com. And as we know, and, and we talk about this a lot of, you know, I mean, the Eskimos see snow, James. And when Eskimos see snow, they see uh, many, many different types of snow. Where well, I live in Florida, so I shall I say I don't hardly ever see snow. <laughs> but even people that live where it snows, you know, they only see well, it's snowing or it's not snowing, and and it's all relative. And what I love is that when we look at scripture, we look at the Bible, we look at metaphysical teachings. It talks about seeing and hearing, you know, all the time: eyes to see, ears to hear, and and that's so relative. And people have different experiences. And and what you and I were chatting about during break because we're just so excited we can't stop talking is you know about how used to i mean people didn't really think or talk that much about the afterlife we just had a bunch of traditional people saying oh you can be guaranteed there is one but yet now it's kind of like common ground people talk about near-death experiences people talk about uh uh, evan alexander the doctor talks about uh, proof of heaven. Uh, we have Suzanne Giesman, who was a top-ranking officer of the United States, that now talks to you know people on the other side. Um, there's a book uh, that's out and a movie that just came out, Heaven is for Real. Are you familiar with that one, James, about the little boy? True story that, yes, uh, you know. Yeah, he, he went to heaven and came back and started telling his family all these people he met and um, it was just, it's just fascinating. Um, I just love when people can shake things up a little bit, but we are an evolving world and we have different eyes and different ears and who knows, we'll be able to join those Eskimos one day and see snow that looks very different than just one way. Just as 
in, in relativity to God. You know, many names, Absolutely. many experiences, many relationships, but the same idea or the ideal of God. So I'm loving your conversation today. I, I love it when things are just a tad out there because we need to stretch. <laughs> we need to have some birthing. I hear you. Well, you know, there's yeah, a story. We need to have some birthing, stretching we'll, we'll, we'll experiences. Do that very thing. Well, I'm thinking about you, and you're sitting there, and you've been told to go meditate, speaking of stretching. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, here's a guy, you know, he doesn't even hardly know what meditating means, you know, and he's going and he's going to go meditate. And the next thing you know, you feel like God sitting beside you. Was that, did that feel natural at first? You know, um, I remember when it first happened, you know, the natural part, I, I, I'm 42 now. And when I was 20 years old was the first time I ever meditated. And I went to a room into a house with about 25, 30 people all meditating and they're sitting down on mats. And the instructor says, okay, sit down. Everybody sat down, and I sat down, and I said, well, what are we doing? And he says, well, close your eyes and breathe. And I thought, well, what are we doing? And then I had about 100 different thoughts run through my mind, one after another. Well, that was where I started. Now, when I close my eyes, it's just peaceful. There's nothing there. There's not even a thought unless I place it there. So there's a difference between where you perhaps may begin and where you can ultimately arrive at. But it has to do with quieting, not just the mind. But, you know, the noise of the world and getting to that place within and then finding yourself and losing yourself. And within those states is where when you look is really where you can see. And, you know, you can see anywhere, anywhere. And that's some of the things that I learned along the way. But through meditation, you know, the first time that I, I found out that I was in God's grace, uh, it was an extraordinary experience. I had been praying and asking to help alleviate the pain and suffering of somebody that was dear to me. And what happened was God blessed me, and he literally came to me and says, you're in my grace now. And I thought, well, that's great. What does that mean? You know, I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't really, it was so far above me that I was, uh, I was thinking, okay, well, I guess this is where we are today. Because so we started moving into that. You know, I had always pictured about what it would be like to see God or to, to hear God or to, to have a relationship. And I sought after him with all my being, and I looked and I looked. And then one day, these supernatural things literally started to happen, and everybody thought to my, they thought, well, I mean, this, this guy is going crazy, or this guy doesn't know, you know, he's so disconnected with life, or he's not doing what he needs to be doing. When I was doing exactly what God had called me to do, it just, it took a little while to get through some of these lessons. But meditation is, is definitely the key to, to finding these types of insights within our lives. And I would tell that to everybody, that if you can find the time to meditate, you know, at least once a day, you'll find that you know, there's a balance within our lives that's, that's necessary. If you find more time to do that, I would highly recommend that because you can really find a lot more than just that, that balance. You could find peace and hopefully everlasting love. And James, in your, um, in your experience of meditation, because people think of meditation like this theory or, you know, uh, often people hesitate to do it because they have this idea of what it's supposed to look like or this fear of being mm-hmm. quiet or et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel that there is a, a better way uh, to achieve the practice of meditation? Is there a certain style or practice or surroundings or environment or music or no music? Um, how, do, how do you go about that? Well, I think that's personal for everybody. Um, but I would, I would focus on God and on his word and, and the truth of what his word represents for our lives. That's what I try to, to, to um, meditate and focus upon. Uh, sometimes the world can be a bit distracting. It can be overwhelming or we can feel anxious or get anxiety or different things happen to us that kind of throw us off balance. And when we spend too much time focusing on that sort of thing, our head turns into this whirlwind. And the next thing you know, the world's got us and we're all caught up in this thing that isn't anything really. When you think about what meditation really does is that when you focus on to I, what I do is when I focus on to God, I recognize that everything else is just everything else. I can just leave it there because I'm not doing that anyway. It's not what I have to control. It's not my part. It's not what I, you know, feel that I must do. But what I must do is maintain a balance and a focus in order for me to, to do my job. And that's what God asks of me. So that, that's what I found through meditation. But 
as far as in particular one way, I think that, you know, if you find the right breathing pattern and you spend a little bit of time in that exercising, you'll, you'll find your way. But I think it's really based on energy and consciousness and trying to find the balance between the two. Well, in your, um, in your practice and with who you are today, how, um, in ways of putting it into words, because I'm sure you're going to tell me that there are some things you can't put into words, and I get that. But how would you say, wow, here's the before James and here's the after James, and how would you define that as, as different as far as an intentional spirit? Here I, here I was before. I, I had an okay life, and I'm a father, and I have a family, and I have a job, and I have you know these things and this experience. But now, how are you different? Well, you know, that's a big question because uh, it's, it's, it's literally night and day. It's contrast. You know, now as I look at myself, I don't, I don't even really consider myself, you know, and I'll talk about myself because you're asking, but I don't talk about myself really. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that uh, I have a want or a desire that I have to have fulfilled in my life. I make my time and effort about other people and my phone rings when someone's in need and you know, together with God, we go and do what we must or what we can, and we pray and we help and we give selflessly. Right, Before, but would you say as I, far as um, still being in a human suit and walking on this dimension, are you happier? Are you, um, do you just, uh, are you just in such a trust of, you know, what are some measurables? Because I'm, it's, this question right. isn't more related to you as it is, in the support of everyone else, because I get um, it. I get it's it. it's just the way the world measures the world. What can I tell you? <laughs> you right. know, I mean, I it's like what are those yeah. needs benefits? Like, oh wow, I start meditating right. and I surrender and I get out of myself, but and right. and I I have conversations and connections with the divine in various mm-hmm. categories in which they show up, angels, guides, etc. But how? Mm-hmm. How are you different? Are you happy? Wow. Are you healthier physically? Are you healthier mentally? Are you? Do you feel more grounded? Um, is there any measurable, any tangible? Right. You know, there is. Um, I've had the best day of my life every single day since then, and everyone has gotten better and better and better. I... I'm completely joyful and happy in love. Literally, I feel like I'm walking on a cloud every single day, all, all times of the day. I haven't been down or mad or upset or angry or frustrated or mad about anything. Um, you know, uh, when you talk about, you know, I have a big social media kind of person. I have uh, some Twitter accounts and some Facebook accounts and author accounts and things like that. And everybody that is out there, I, I, I feed posts of my, you know, the way that I feel and everybody is, is lifted up and I know it's God moving through me for them. But what he does is he allows for me to, to share the things that I have now. So he gave me these joys, which are, are definitely measurable. And I share them through writings and teachings and meetings. And, you know, people call me up and say, well, who are you? I want, I want to meet you. I see your posts. I got to know something about you. And I go and I share the story with them and boom, lift up God. And they get lifted up along the way. And that, that, that's one way to go measure these things. Uh, to measure these experiences, rather. But another way is, uh, you know, the, the balance that I have now. I recognize that life doesn't really just revolve around me the way I thought it did, <laughs> at least a decade ago. I, I know that it revolves around God, and everything that I can do is for Him, and everything that I do is for Him. Um, with that being said, so those are two things that are, are, are measurable within my life. But, you know, as far as my health goes, I'm working towards that again, uh, you know, change my, my diet and my exercise. I, I'm doing more and more of that now. But there's a fine line between balance of where I was and, and where I am now. So I'm trying to maintain that in the mind, body, and spirit as well. So the intention that we put out there is, is for love. So I love everything and everyone and every experience. And because I love that, it comes back to me as love. I get to move through the world with that intention. I, I love that. Um, I, my eyes got teary when you said, um, today is the best day that I've ever had. And every day mm-hmm. that I have is the best day that I've ever had. That's um, so much uh, 
how I how I feel and and how I practice is um, I I I wrote um, in 1991. This is the greatest moment that you and I have ever lived. We have never been better or greater or more alive than we are right now. You see, as long as we believe there was a better yesterday or tomorrow holds for us some guarantee, we're missing out on the greatest moment that we've ever had. And that's right now. That's very much in alignment with the, with the Christ teachings of the power of living in the now or Eckertoli of the power, the bliss is of now. That in now, it's the best of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That's wonderful. And that's wonderful where experience. pure joy is. And I, I love that. When you made that statement, I just felt so humbled. Like, oh, wow, he's, uh, he's um, one of my peeps. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I feel the and same I, way. I, you know? Did you and I it's, meet through um, Facebook or our, our Twitter? Is that how we met originally? You know, um, I think uh, I, I may have responded to something that I saw from your producer out there. It was several, several months ab- uh, ago. Uh-huh. And I'm just now beginning my walk. When we find out what this entire experience is, is about, you, you're really going to be like, wow, really? It, it's really that big. I, I'm part of it. It blows my mind every time I think about it. But, um, oh, yeah. Because I remember well, I, where I was. I think you know, it's and, not and, an accident that you were an engineer <laughs> but, and you're um, very involved in you know, technology. As far as the, the meeting part, uh, I, I started following your, your author page, I think, on your uh, on Facebook. And you know, keep up with you, some of your, your blogs on, mm-hmm. uh, on your social media website. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully this is the beginning of a friendship. Uh, you know, I know that every friendship that I've formed since I've made – uh, this connection and this relationship with God, and, and it's formed into this wonderful thing that every one of them has nurtured and, and flourished into this, you know, incredible blessing. And I know that this is God's way, and this is the way we're supposed to be towards everyone. Because beforehand, when I tried to do it my way, sometimes it would last, sometimes it wouldn't. You know, a wheel would fall off, or you know, it would blow up over here, or a travesty or a disaster. But it was because I was trying to do it my way, and now I recognize that we do it His way. And because we do it his way, he's always a part of it, right? The front leading us and turning it into something that he can benefit or or that can benefit him, I'm sorry, and turn into this incredible blessing that we can be a part of. So hopefully this is the beginning of one of those friendships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, when you were talking about um, uh, various chakras, did you study at different organizations or different practices? Were there certain books that you read when you were looking at the light and the energetic being that you are? Um, Because you had highlighted that, and we had said we'd come back to that. Is this a good time? We have a couple of minutes before we go to break. We could at least start that, yes? Absolutely. You know, I studied every religion that was out there because I needed a better understanding of what these supernatural things were. I had no idea. You know, I was raised in one particular faith, but when it got to a certain point, it, all of a sudden the walls went up and it didn't have the understanding to, to give me what I needed. So as I started looking, I started finding various insights within other religions and, and spiritualities that were giving me understanding into the things that I was a part of. But as far as the chakra goes, I think I, I found them because of my ability to sense energy. We're all very sensitive to energy. We feel one another. Have you been sitting in a room before and someone walks in and you feel somebody? Like You turn around like, I know, there's somebody right there. Mm-hmm. We're very sensitive like that. And so when you take that kind of insight and you apply it towards yourself, you find these places, just like I did, and I found my chakra points. And then I started learning how to unlock them, if you will, or how to balance them. And when I found those balance, that's when I was really, it was like, I felt like a kid in a candy store. Like, I, I got to try this now, and I got to go over here, and I got to do that. I got to try this. All these things just started turning into something more wonderful. But there's so many different things that we're capable of, really anything. But when you understand that it's the spiritual power that's within us, and that's the, the Spirit of God, literally. It's, it's God's Holy Spirit that allows for us to do all these wonderful things. And when you find out how and, and when and where and start applying that, you can do literally anything. And I think we have to find out who we are. And a lot of people struggle with that. When you talk about the intention you know, a lot of people right now are focusing their intentions on their, their selves or what their wants or desires are or, 
you know, maybe you look at some of the, the things going on within the world right now, and they're struggling with the understanding of how to apply these principles. But when we get this and we apply it, I think we can turn the world literally into this incredible unified place, you know, in this spiritually insightful world of living in harmony. I think it's, we're so close. I think we're so close to that. I love that. And I want to thank all of you for listening today as we're talking to James Martinez. And you can go to his website and check out his book, Once Upon a Transcendent Realm. I'm Temple Hayes, and we'll be right back following this short message. Looking for the spiritual in your everyday life? Searching for meaning in the meaningless? Check out the book, Rants to Revelations, by Reverend Ogan Holder. Using his characteristic wit, humor, and storytelling, Reverend Ogan brings spiritual insight into practically every arena of human life. From issues of spiritual growth and family life to deep theological concerns about God and reality, he combines personal narrative with philosophical and scientific understanding to bring a fresh perspective into the life of faith in today's postmodern world. Pick up a copy of Rants to Revelations today from www.rantstorevs.com. At the base of all life is the infinite wellspring of Source, And each of us has a unique way of expressing that source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Rev. Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. And I want to urge you to remember that you can watch us live on stream every Sunday. We are streaming out of the beautiful city of St. Petersburg, Florida. But you could watch us anytime, actually, and uh, learn more about our positive messages that are playing a part and uh, touching people all over the world. So, uh, James, here we are. And uh, we've been talking about your amazing discoveries over the last 10 years and how fortunate that you are uh, that you were able to do this at such a young age. You know, God bless you all the way around. So we were talking about uh, authors, about heaven, and people that more and more are speaking about that, that there's a thin veil between where we are and back to those Eskimos seeing that different kind of snow. Uh, other people are able to see different things that not everybody right now seems to be able to see. What do you see when you talk about heaven? Wow. You know, um, well, I've been fortunate enough to see heaven. Um, I saw the first heaven and the second heaven and the third heaven. Um, I don't know if you're uh, too familiar with this. I, I wasn't at the time, but I believe there is a um, um, a, a a verse in, in Romans, I think it's Romans 12, that talks about a man who was caught up, whether he doesn't know if it was in the flesh or in the spirit, but he was mm-hmm. caught up in the third heaven and he saw things that he couldn't repeat or that he wasn't allowed to speak of, but he had heard of them. Now, this was Paul, the Apostle Paul, who wrote about these things. Well, I have become literally one of these persons who has made his way up by the grace of God with God to the third heaven. And the experience that I was a part of with God was 
you know, we had become friends literally over a couple of years of, you know, learning how to do these things. And he was showing me these wonderful blessings and these incredible gifts. And he asked me to receive the Holy Spirit. And God, our Father, asked me himself, would you receive the Holy Spirit? And I said, I would. So as I received the Holy Spirit, God, our Father, on one side, and Jesus, our Lord, on the other, they were both witnesses as I received the Holy Spirit. And then within that moment, I had an angel come up to me on my side and lift, up, lift me up by my arms and took me before God. And as I stood before God, God says, listen, I'd like to show you something wonderful. And he says, I, I said, okay, well, what is it? And he says, okay, well, are you ready? And I said, yes. And he points to the left. And as he points to the left, a little circle opens up into this large vortex, this large black circle, and we fly through it. And as we fly through it, we literally make our way on an ascension up to heaven. And as we get towards the top, which is about maybe a quarter of a mile flight, there is this cornerstone of a building, and it's maybe 60, 70 pillars, or uh, not pillars, uh, feet tall, with uh, an entrance on the bottom right side that goes up a stairway, almost like a squared stairway, all the way up to the top. When we got to the top, there was literally these pearl gates that were radiating a, a white pearly color, and they went off into this uh, uh, a 45 degree angle in both directions, roughly, off for about a thousand yards, and then disappeared. And just over and over the gate is where we flew. And as we flew into heaven, we literally went into this incredible little journey through heaven for hours. We made our way all the way through these places, and then uh, I write a lot about this within the book. But then. We came all the way back, and as we get back, um, you know, God asked me about the experiences and, and what I thought about them and, you know, how I felt, and he showed me. And then I asked about the other place because I was curious about it, and sure enough, he allowed for me to see that. He says, are you sure you want to see that? I said, sure. I'm, I'm talking about hell now. And he says, yes, and I would like to, to see that for a moment, you know. And he says, okay. And so the angel picked me up, took me before God again, and he points to the right-hand side this time. And this time, another hole opens up, very similar, and we fly through that. And literally, we went into this lower place. And it was very, you know, I write about this as well, but it was a very dark, despairing place. And as we made our way out of there, by the grace of God, we made our way back. And, you know, he started teaching me more about the experiences that we've been a part of. But we spent days together on this one particular experience. And then within this time, we literally go out of existence. And he takes me up to his crystal palace, and he starts showing me around. And as we move into his throne room, it's literally this incredible, magnificent room that looks like it's sitting on a cloud. And he's got this throne at the very end of it. And Jesus and I walked up to him. And as we were looking up at him, he blessed and sanctified these experiences. And we went and had some more encounters. When it was all said and done, then we came back. And a lot of this was within the book as well. So there are some absolutely divine experiences within this book that are ultimately proof of some of God's great works. So now are you know, you... there's a lot of people out there challenged with, with heaven, but I promise you it's it's for real. <laughs> and James, do you are you are you seeing any people there? Is anybody there? There are. You know, one okay. of the first visits that I made it to heaven, I made it up to God's crystal palace. And as I arrived there, there were literally about 30,000 people in this huge building. And the buildings were about maybe four or five New York City blocks wide and maybe about four or five you know, New York City blocks long. They were, they were these large places. And within these places were these enormous amounts of people. And if you've ever been to, let's say, a concert or you know, a large auditorium and you hear people talking with incandescent chatter in the background and, you know, you, you hear these conversations going on. Well, that's what it was like there as I looked. It was just people talking, having wonderful times. There was music playing and people dancing and singing and laughing. And every person that I met was just this incredible, wonderful person. And every time I would turn and meet a new person, a new person, everybody was just phenomenal, you know, so high in their spirits and, and loving and compassionate and just incredible. It was an amazing experience. Yes, there are a lot of people there. Um, you know, when I went to the first heaven, um, which is different from where his crystal palace is, because God, God has a crystal palace where certain people, I guess, he allows to go to. 
and then he has the first heaven where most people aspire to get to. But then there's the second heaven where I made it to with um, another angel. So I'm talking about the angel Gabriel who took me on these, these journeys at God's permission. As we made it up to the second heaven, there's a different level of heaven. I think it's like the next one after the first heaven. But the third heaven where we made it to is where it talks about this in Romans. And in that particular place is where God himself lives. And, uh, you know, I got a chance to see God there and, and meet with him and talk with him. I write about this in the book as well. But um, there's deity up in the third heaven as well. And I don't know what everybody's job or function is up there, but there were some wonderful things going on. It's absolutely amazing to be a part of all these things. But, um, you know, I, I hope people can really connect with all these things because these insights that have been revealed through these books, they help people understand about the journey that we're all on. But then as we move past those understandings and we start looking at what happened after the fact, there's absolute proof of these things within time to, that validate these experiences. So again, it's, it's God revealing himself through these works for people to, to be inspired, you know, to, to grow in their faith and their hope and their understanding, but mostly, I think, to hold on to God and to, to start learning that we're all called to this. That's what Jesus showed us. Jesus said, look, this is the way. And if you do it like this, you can form these relationships with our Father, and you can have these kinds of things in your life. And he showed us. So that's what they were showing me is how to walk. First, I had to learn how to stand, but then I had to learn how to walk. And then when I learned how to walk, that brought us to this point. So those are some of the things that I'm sharing with you and, and the listeners of the audience right now. When um, often when um, people talk about um, seeing heaven or going through those windows, um, mm-hmm. they reference that um, there there aren't people that are uh, aged. Was that mm-hmm. true for you? Were people genuinely younger? Did people look like us? Uh, did they have a physical body, or are you seeing anything in a measurable dimension? Well, there are some differences um, because we're not the only creation that God has. There are different places, um, mm-hmm. different things that only God knows about. You know, I saw beings up there that I couldn't tell you exactly how what it was, or why, or what that what they are. Uh-huh. I just know they were different. Um, you know, as I was moving through the first heaven on the way to this incredible, I saw the fiery mountains. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I saw the fiery mountains, which are spoken of in Revelation. I saw them. And as we moved past them, I saw groups of people out in these incredible fields, you know, living. Um, And they were the same as us. But I also saw rocks that were alive, like literally, you know, rocks that could move. I mean, I saw rock waterfalls or rock falls that looked like waterfalls. Um, But there are different types of creations that God created, you know, that, um, you know, he does what he does. Mm-hmm. It's, it's phenomenal to be a part of that. But yes, there are people just like us, human beings that are there. And hopefully we're all aspiring to get there, God willing. Well, are you going to be doing a second book, James? I am. I'm, I'm writing that right now as we speak. I had a feeling that and, you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of this has to do about some of the things that uh, God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit have have, have spoken with me about, and a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, perspectives and things of that nature. Um, the first book was, uh, it all came out like, this is what happened. You got to see this. And right, right. There's a lot of in- insight in there. I think people can really grab hold of. The people that I know have read it right now have been blown away by it. You know, um, you know, they say that, uh, some people say it validated their, their life. Um, and that was quite an honor, you know, coming from one of my best friends that I grew up with who saw me go through all these transitions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are skeptical of things like this or even my family because they remember how I was. But, you know, thanks to God, I'm this new person who he transformed. And he says, this is who you really are. I need you to go do this. And, um, you know, it's by his grace that things are the way that they are. So I thank him every day for this blessing. But then I let my life reflect that, that, that thankfulness. Yeah, well, I celebrate your courage. I celebrate your courage to have a voice about uh, what experiences that you have had and uh, how they are defining and and shaping your life in 
the fact of other people being able to benefit um, as well. Uh, everyone, we've been talking today with Charles uh, Martinez, and you can go to his website, Once it's Upon a Transcendent <laughs> It's James Martinez. What did I say? I said Charles, but that's okay. <laughs> I said Charles? Uh, Something must be channeling through my microphone because I know that out of my mouth came James. So there you go. There's something going on right now. James Uh, Martinez, once upon a transcendent realm. James, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show today. I thank you for your your openness, your open-heartedness, and your ability to just sit in the space to talk about being an intentional spirit, seeing and being the eyes that open us up to a greater awareness. Thank you so much, James, for being on the show today, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Thank you kindly. God bless you, Temple. And your show. Uh, God bless and everybody you. listening, God bless, bless you. Have a wonderful okay. life. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. may happen around you, things may happen to you, but the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, For Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio, words from our past, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
The Great Forgetting. That's what some call this time in which we are living. It is a time when we have become so youth-obsessed and age-averse that wisdom and experience of our elders is being marginalized and in too many cases lost. Each Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central Time, George and Sedina Campanelli, co-founders of Age Nation and co-authors of the award-winning Do Not Go Quietly, talk with some of the leading wisdom keepers of our time about how we can use this precious gift called our lives to create a more sane, sustainable, conscious, and loving world. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central on Do Not Go Quietly, Conversations with the Wisdom Keepers, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm. 